everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 126 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So we all want to become better runners and better humans, and we know that there are steps that should be taken to move us along this path. But sometimes life gets in the way and excuses are easily found. Today, we're going to talk about just taking the next right step to move us forward. This is the Real Life Runners podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so if you know me, you know that I'm a girl mom, and you know that I love Frozen. And I absolutely love Elsa, especially Frozen 2. I mean, Frozen 2, the song, Show Yourself, is my favorite song now. But when I was like thinking about this episode, I don't know if you guys caught it in the intro there, but like the next right thing, right? That was Anna's big song in Frozen 2. Which I've been singing for like the last week as I've been trying to figure out how to outline this particular episode because <laughs> hashtag girl dad. Hashtag girl dad, right? Because goodness knows how many times we've listened to that soundtrack in our house already. And it's such a good soundtrack. It, that, well, it's also a good song. It's also a really good life lesson. It's a really good song. We should link the uh, lyrics to that song in the show notes this week um, because it is just one of those songs and you know the part of the movie that this comes you know out in and spoiler alert spoiler alert oh I guess I shouldn't do that huh I mean I feel like everybody's seen Frozen 2 by now everybody with small children yeah but anywho, you know, it's 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 Anna's big song in the movie. We'll just leave it at that, I guess. And, you know, she talks about just having to do the next right thing. And so today we're going to talk about that. Like, you know, in the movie, Anna's taught, you know, she's in this sense of like grief, right? This, this overwhelming sense of grief and sadness, and she doesn't know how she's going to move forward. And so she sings this song and she just talks about, okay, I just have to do the next right thing. I don't have to look too far forward. I don't have to figure out my whole life. I just have to do the next right thing. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. Cause that's, that's exactly the issue that some people come up with is, all right, I know where I'm at now and I know where ultimately I want to go, but man, that is a lot of steps to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, it is. But you can't take a lot of steps unless you take one, you know, like if you want massive results, you need consistency, Mm -hmm. but you can't get consistent unless you start. So you can't look at how far you have to go and be like, wow, that's just ridiculous. There's no way I'll ever get there and, and just be stuck in one place. The consistency only comes from actually starting. Yeah. That's one of the most famous quotes, right? Like is like the, the road to success begins with the first step. I was thinking a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yours is probably better. Chinese proverb. Chinese proverb. You know, I, I uh, mm-hmm. paraphrase a lot. What are you going <laughs> to <Paraphrase>. do? <laughs> so anyway, like you said, success comes from consistency. And that's really what we want to start be- with. Because I think that so many of us, when we look at these big things in life, now it can apply to running, it can apply to life, it can apply to business, your job, your career. I think that sometimes we look at things and it becomes overwhelming when you do look at the big picture, when you see, when you figure out what you actually want to achieve, that big goal that you have out there. That's why goal setting can be kind of scary for some people because you put this big goal out there and then you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to achieve that. Or that goal seems so big and so far off, it's going to take forever to get there. And then People just stop right there. They freeze right there in their tracks and they don't even take one step to try to get there because it just seems like 
too overwhelming of a journey. Right. So that's why even though like the the episode, the gist of today, what we want to cover here is taking a single step. It really does start with actually correctly doing some goal setting Mm -hmm. of taking some time and actually thinking about what is the big picture, not thinking about every step that you need to take to get there, but you need a big picture goal. It gives you a direction. Like, Mm -hmm. am I going left or am I going right? Because if I don't know my major direction, it doesn't matter if I take a step. Like I need at least some general direction I'm going in. Like I don't have to be taking every step exactly in that direction, but I want to know in general, I'd like to, I don't know, make more money in general. I'd like to run faster or run further. Give me some huge, very broad thing that I can sort of aim towards. And maybe, maybe then when I take a step, it it wasn't in the right direction. Like, oops, that, that experiment didn't work out, but at least I'm aiming for a thing I might miss. I might not go directly there. It might be kind of a zigzag path, but I know roughly where I'm aiming for. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good way to look at it for sure. Um, I also would offer that if looking at your goals and trying to figure out where you want to go does seem overwhelming, at the beginning, especially like with running, you can just kind of start taking one step at yes. a time. You know, like maybe in life, in your career, and, and, and other things, it might be a little different, right, if you don't exactly know where you're going. But I feel like in running – Running is a little bit more forgiving in that way. Like you can just go out the door and you can start with a walk. You know, you don't even have to go out for a run. You can start out with a walk. You can start out with a run walk, you know, where you run a little bit and then you take some walking breaks or, you know, and you just kind of keep putting it, putting your feet to pavement. And then as you start running and start establishing that consistency, then sometimes the goal begins to reveal itself. Well, yeah, especially in the world of running. I feel like if yeah. you just kind of start, I mean, it's funny that the, the idea is just take the next step, mm-hmm. which literally is what you're doing in which running. Is a wonderful is pun. Just take the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, also a good mantra towards the end of a marathon. Just take the next step. Just yeah. one more. <laughs> and then again. And oh God, one more. Um, but as you as you start going, and, and you get out there and you're spending some time, this is where I think some of the, the reflection can go. Instead of always going off a run with headphones in, tune into your body and feel like, hey, how am I enjoying this? And it might let you actually reflect on what you want to do with that run. Mm-hmm. You know, And maybe all you want to do is just kind of keep going and mm-hmm. doing your thing. I, I'm going to just go out and run my, my 30 minutes. It's what I do. Or maybe it'll say like, hey, I wonder how far I could go. I wonder how fast I could do this. It might open up some questions in you of, I wonder. Yeah. And that gives you some direction. Oh, the wonderment is really what can open up so many doors in in our lives and that's really that wonder and curiosity i think is something that we all need to try to cultivate more in our lives because you know think about as kids as kids you just have this innate sense of curiosity you're you're just curious about the world around you about what you can do like hey there's a hill over there I, let me see what happens if i run up it or roll down it or you know like you just have this natural curiosity and i feel like as adults we tend to lose that in a lot of ways and it's unfortunate because that just that sense of curiosity alone can open up so many things in our lives yeah, but we don't want to look dumb 
Right. Oh, God. What, what if I try something and it doesn't go smoothly? Then everybody's going to look at me and point and laugh. Yeah. Really? Who? Yeah, that'll take a, <laughs> that takes us back to last week's episode on judgment and the week before on comparison. Um, so if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those ones. They are some really, really good ones. And we've gotten some amazing feedback from people that have listened and absolutely love those episodes. So if you haven't checked those out, go back and listen to 124 and 125. So let's get into this, Kev. So You know, our big point number one here is that success comes from consistency. Right. It's success from consistency. And then the consistency comes from having the focus from your goals. So you come up with a goal. You say, that's what I want to do. And then within that, you sort of prioritize the areas of your life of like, well, I want to be able to run faster. So, well, running is going to have to slide up the priority list and some other things are going to have to go lower. Mm -hmm. I want to get that promotion at work. Work is going to have to slide up the list and then fitness might have to slide down the list. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so many things you can actually go all in on simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So you really, you have to work your priorities. And then if you try and like, okay, here's my goal. So I have to put this over that. And you, you're telling yourself, I have to put this over that. And it just, it feels so wrong to say it. Like, oh, well, I have to put work over family for the next couple of months. And you're like, ooh, that that doesn't feel right. Well, then maybe relook at your goal. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're like, okay, well, it's just for a couple of months. I do have to put work over family or I am going to put fitness over work or like whatever the the flip-flop priority is. See how that feels. That's when you make the hard decision. Not on like when the alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning and you're like, ooh, I don't feel like running. That's not the time to make the hard decision. <laughs> like, the decision that, should have already been made. That becomes an easy decision yeah. then, especially oh. if it's cold outside, if it's the winter, if yeah, you got a done. nice toasty bed. <laughs> right? That's an easy decision at that point. Yeah. that There's no decision allowed at that point in time because you've already made the decision to prioritize your fitness or to run a marathon or half marathon. And this is just a part of your training. So this is the natural next step that you have to then take, right? But I I love what you say there about priorities and values because I think that sometimes, you know, people do set goals that contradict what they say their priorities are, right? Like people that say, oh, um, I, you know, my family's my top priority, but then you look at the way that they're living their their life and how often are they actually home? You know, they actually are prioritizing their career and they're traveling, you know, 10 months out of the year and they're away from their family. So is family really your priority? You know, and those people might then argue, well, I'm I'm doing this so that I can make money to provide for my family so that my family can then have the house or the cars or the vacations or whatever it might be um, that they're working for. And okay, fine. But are you... actually prioritizing your family if you're away from them for so long of a period of time. Right. I kind of grew up with, with a dad who was working that, that conflict of, he traveled a lot for his job. Mm -hmm. So when he was home, he made sure that he was spending as much quality time as he could with us. Like somehow, I I, I don't remember like how all this worked out in my childhood is unclear because I have, you know, coins from around the world. My sister has dolls from around the world that my mom still has on the shelf in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, but That watch you when you sleep at that house. Their eyes move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, And they're all still in boxes. 
But while he did all that traveling, he still coached my t-ball, where I had Coach Brown and Coach White coaching the t-ball team. You gotta love that. Always a good one. And then he coached me in basketball in 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. So I'm really not sure where all of the traveling came in. Mm-hmm. But I remember that he also traveled all over the place. Like but he you was felt like your dad was present in your childhood. That's the thing, is I remember him always taking me to the batting cages. I remember him coaching basketball. And yet I know he also did all this traveling. So he did a really good job of getting in what he needed to do for work, where he was gone for a week here and there. But also when he was there, I felt like he was there. That's really cool. Yeah. Maybe he cloned himself. Yes. (laughs) It's a very generic name. He could have done it. Yeah. Mark Brown. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is, you know, that, I mean, that's really cool that you feel that way, that, you know, because uh, I don't think every kid with that same situation does, you know? And, and so that's really cool that your dad did make it a priority for him to actually be present and very involved in your life when he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, a choice, right? I right. mean, it, that was your dad's choice to then do be the coach and take you to all the batting cages, even though you hated baseball. And, and he knew that I was he, terrible <laughs> at it. And yet we kept going to the batting cage because that's what we did. Cause that's just what you did. But anyway, um, So yeah, so that's kind of a little thing about priorities and values and how those relate to your goals. And so if they don't match up, if it doesn't feel good, like Kevin was saying, like take a look at those values and those goals. Like, is that a goal that you still want to shoot for? And if it is, then great. Understand that you might need to shift your priorities around for a short period of time. But then you know, I would say to set an end date for that, especially if you if you say that your family is your priority, but you know that you're you're trying to really go for that promotion at work and that your career is going to need to, you know, for the next couple of months until you get that promotion, um, your career is going to have to take a, take a little bit more of a priority over some of the family time that you have. But set an end date for that. You know, if you do get that promotion, what does that promotion entail? Does that promotion entail more traveling or more time away? Because I think some people fail to see that sometimes. You know, they, they just think about working so hard for whatever that thing is. They don't realize what life is going to look like once they have it. Yeah, I mean, the same thing happens with runners. Sure. Uh, I, gotta, I have this half marathon coming, so I got to make sure I get in my long run and then I've got this speed that I've got to do and the strength training on the side and I've got all this stuff that it's going but then I'm going to hit this race and then they cross the race Mm -hmm. and you know they're already planning the next one yeah so it's not oh but once I finish that race then I'll be able to put this thing back as a as a higher priority it's Mm -hmm. like "Mm, no you're you're a runner that that's going to stick as a priority for a while yeah yeah so you know the internal work is really how we become clear on what is most important to us like when we take the time to sit down and just think and maybe journal about it, maybe meditate, maybe running in quiet. I know you, you know, use running as a form of meditation a lot of times. Um, I'm getting to be more that way. Um, although I don't really run by myself anymore, I'm starting to a little bit. Um, I do, when I'm running alone, I do like to listen to podcasts and those kind of things, but sometimes it is nice to just kind of have time to just be quiet and think. Um, and, you know, maybe running can be that for you, but whatever situation it might be, try to just avoid the chaos momentarily and just listen. Like listen to what your subconscious mind is telling you, what your heart is telling you. Like does this feel right? Does this feel like a good decision for you where you are in your life right now? Yeah. I mean, take, you know, set your priorities and then 
they don't have to be set in stone. You don't have to, you know, carve them out, Mm -hmm. but take those things and then just, just sit on them for a little while and see how that feels. And then, you know, if it feels like that's a good thing, then, then keep those as your priorities and lock in on that for a little while. Don't, don't be changing them every other day. Yeah. Like they're, they're not fixed. You can change them if you want to. And changing them a lot of times can be a sign of strength. Totally. But I don't think you should be changing them daily. Right. That's, that's the issue is at some point they are your core values kind of hold on to them. And then if something big happens, you're like, you want to change something, then you can make a switch. You can, you can shift things around, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be shifting with the wind. Right. Exactly. So once we are focused on and clear on what matters to us right now, we can accomplish anything we want because ultimately, you know, wishes and dreams, those are all great, but ultimately they're pointless without action. Yes. So you come up with your big goals, your big dreams, and then, you know, you've got your vision board, but if you don't take anything off the vision board and do something with it, yeah. it's just a cool looking vision board. Yeah. Like you've got to have be pretty, super pretty, yeah. but you got to do something. Yeah. You got to actually put something into action. And that's, that's where we get into that action requires super clear steps, mm-hmm. you know, and it can be in, in a variety of forms. Like you've got your, your big goal. So it says I'm aiming for that, but if you want a, a good path of getting there, that's, that's where a plan comes in. It provides some structure, it provides some organization so that you've got clear steps to follow that get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, it can sometimes sound fun to like do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow and I'm just going to see, you know, what I feel like doing any given day. Like if I want to go for a long run, I'll go for a long run. If I want to do some speed, then I'll do some speed. Like that sounds great. And I'm like channeling my like inner hippie voice here. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Um, but ultimately like what you might find after you do that for a little while is just some frustration because then you're just really working and your results are kind of mediocre or not really existent. I mean, even if you're getting results, you're not quite sure why. Yeah. Like, ooh, was it that speed that I randomly threw in or the long run because I decided to, like, combo a speed long run? Like, you're not sure what was getting you the results. Or you realize that you didn't get any results and you look back over the last, like, three to six months that you were like, ooh, I'm just going to float and just do what feels good for me. And it turns out that what feels good doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. And and sometimes you need those periods in your life. Completely. But you know? if you got like a big goal that you're aiming for, mm-hmm. the floating, let's just do what I feel like, yeah. whatever makes me feel happy today kind of thing yeah. might not necessarily get you there. Totally. Yeah. That, I think that's that's really the difference right there. It's like if you do have a goal that you're working towards, then you do need a plan and you need action steps to get that plan. And that's kind of where this idea of reverse engineering comes in. Like you create the plan and then you're like, okay, how do I actually achieve that? And then you reverse engineer it. You're like, okay, this is what I want to achieve. Now, what are the steps that I need to get there? Right. And that's, that's where the plan comes in. And the issue with the plan is it can have, um, too many details and essentially overwhelm because it's like, well, I need to do all of these things. You know, when we were first trying to create like our, our training plans with people, mm-hmm. it's like, well, they need to do this and this and this and this and this and this. Right. But if we give all of that to them on Monday, they're not coming back. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's decreasing the overwhelm because we know as runners, there are a lot of things that can help us improve, right? Speed work can make us faster. Long runs can make us better. 
adding more running days per week can make us better, doing um, drills, doing foam rolling, doing stretching, doing mobility work. Like there's all these things. And if you listen to running podcasts or if you read articles, you, you know, on the internet or in running magazines, if, they, if they're still printing those, um, you will come across a lot of different opinions and a lot of people saying all the things that you need to do in order to become a better runner. And ultimately, there are a lot of things that you can do. And, you know, a lot of them are really good. But if you don't just start doing some of them, then you're not going to see results from any of them. Right, because too many paths is also going to freeze you. Mm -hmm. Like too much detail. And I mean, this happens from one one issue of runner's world to the next. So like the first one's like the speed drills that will change your running life forever. Yeah. And the next one's like, stop doing speed drills. They're wasting all of your time <laughs> because headlines have to be so dynamic. Mm-hmm. They have to be like, this is the magic pill or never do this. It's ruining you. Right. Like that has to be it. Like mm-hmm. it has to create this like sense of fear or urgency. So you're just like, Oh, th- that's the thing. And yeah. I have to add that to my plan now. Right. Or you look at your plan like, Oh no, Oh, oh no, I'm doing this thing that's going to ruin me. Mm-hmm. Like, that That's the plan. That's the whole point of how they sell the, the magazines. That's, right. that's how they get you to click on things. Exactly. Yeah, so too many paths can lead you to stay frozen. Yep, I went there again. Uh-huh, I typed it. Uh-huh, I know. And so does too long of a path. Like if that path seems so long, then it's like, oh, how, do I really want to start down this path? Because it's, it's hard to see the end goal. Like, and that's why you need these little checkpoints along the way because then you're like, oh, well, I can just get there. And this is one of the strategies that we like to tell people to use when they're out on a run, like especially like a longer run like, or during a race, you know, like during a 5K. If you're running and you're like dying and you feel like you just want to stop and walk, you're like, okay, I just need to get to that next light post or I just need to get to that next tree. Like you're just starting, start to knock off little checkpoints along the way and then you can have those little wins along the way and once you get those little wins it's going to encourage you to keep going right because the the little wins add themselves up yeah you know um but you you say too long of a path like people are thrown by too long of a path you can go online and easily find couch to 5k plans Mm -hmm. There's not as much of a popularity of couch to marathon plans. Yeah. Couch to ultra runner plans. Right. Like, it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. I, like, they exist. I, I disagree with the couch to marathon plans, but they exist. They're just not as popular. Well, couch to 5K is doable. Yeah. And I also think that it, it depends. Like, that's why, you know, 12 weeks or 16 weeks for the, the plans are very popular lengths of time because we can focus for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Once it starts getting more than that, it, it just starts getting like, a drag like it's just like dragging on and on and on like I have a friend that started training for a marathon like six months in advance like in her head she was training she started her marathon training six months in advance she didn't start her plan six months in advance but like in her head she was and so by the time she was like halfway through that it was just spent (laughs) yeah it was just weighing on her it's 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 like the mental fatigue that came along with like such a long training plan and that's why I think that it's really helpful to break it up into these cycles like what we talk about you know 90 day cycles or these 12 week cycles 13 week cycles because then you're like okay right now I'm just doing some base building okay now I'm gonna do a race now I'm gonna train for this race now I'm gonna train for this race now I'm going to focus on my strength and um, you know just increasing my endurance like and you have different goals for different 
cycles of your plan, but added together, it's all one really big journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the super long marathon, that's what I like low key did for the last one yeah. where I didn't tell you that I was officially training mm -hmm. for a marathon and yeah, I just like, kept, I, I figured just kept, it out. I, I don't know how you did that. I thought what, I was you really, you know how I figured it out. Yeah. I thought I really had it subtle. Suddenly I'm out there for like 15, 16 mile runs cool. on the weekend. I don't know how she noticed. That's so subtle. <laughs> I don't know. Like you think you're just going to you know, ease your way into marathon <laughs> training here. Sneakily run, train for a marathon. <laughs> yeah. But I think part of that was not officially telling myself either yeah. that I'm in training plan. You were letting yourself off the hook. Right. Well, yeah, it gave me an out on the back end. Um, but it also said, okay, if I'm not officially in training yet, then I don't have to get nervous that a race is coming. Yeah. Because that's one of the other things. If you have a six month buildup to a race, that race better go well because mm -hmm. you just spent your last six months doing it. Yeah. So it increases the nerves on the back end. Mm -hmm. If you have a smaller, a smaller training plan, you have like multiple little goals, you yeah. got races. It's easier to, to view the race as a checkpoint mm -hmm. rather than the destination. Right. And I think that's why it's, it's helpful for a lot of runners to have, um, smaller races. Like if, if they're, they are building up to a goal race or a longer race. It's really helpful to have those smaller races along the way, just as those little checkpoints and as just kind of breaks in the, the mental focus that you need to bring to a training plan. So like having like a half marathon as part of a marathon training plan is a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You would take something a little bit smaller, you know, 10 Ks into a half marathon plan yep. are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it breaks up the, the weekend long run because mm -hmm. instead of a long run, every single weekend you're like actually i'm gonna race a 10k yeah and you know what is a phenomenal training plan for a for a half marathon is racing a 10k yeah for sure it's, it's a great training cycle out of that thing so um that's a good one and and it takes some of the i don't know, just the overwhelm from the plan out of it because mm -hmm. it's not such a ridiculously lengthy path right so if you have one of these like long detailed plans that can sometimes look daunting we encourage you to just you know chill out and narrow it down just to the next step, the next right thing. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh huh. Um, so don't don't even worry. Like we we like to talk in ninety day cycles, mm -hmm. but don't even worry about the next three months. Don't even worry about the next month. Don't worry about tomorrow. What is it that you need to do today? Mm -hmm. Like what what is it that that is going to get you closer to your goal today? And maybe you go for that action and. It doesn't get you closer, but you thought it was. So that's the action that you took on that day. Yeah. It's the actions you're like, if I do this, I will move closer to my goal. Mm -hmm. And it's a very clear action yeah. and that, that you either do that day or you don't. Mm -hmm. It's a very clear step. There's not a lot of gray area in that action. Right. That's called a binary action. Basically, it's yes, I did it or no, I didn't do it. It, it, it is that simple. Like it's not, you know, oh, I, I did it a little bit or I didn't do it a little bit or it's did you do it or did you not do it? Right. And with running, you can totally lie and be like, I sort of did it. Like right, if your goal is you like have... go for a five mile run. Right. And you did three out of it. Like, yeah, I sort of did it. No, you didn't. Not from a binary perspective. Right. From a binary perspective, perspective you didn't do a five-mile run. From, from the big picture of are you helping to build up your endurance, maybe. 
You did a run. You you did run. Yeah. So it kind of depends on where you're at. Mm. Like I got frustrated today because life really got in the way when yeah. my assistant coach didn't come. So I didn't, wasn't able to run the workout with my distance kids. Mm. So I did a warm up and that was it. Yeah. But you know, for some people, it might just be, I worked out today. Yeah. You know, especially if consistency is your goal. If you ha- are, are someone that has suffered in the past with inconsistency and kind of falling on and off the bandwagon, maybe your next clear step is I worked out today. Check or not check. It doesn't matter how long the workout was. It doesn't matter how long your run was. It doesn't matter how many cycles of your strength circuit you did. Did you work out today? Yes or no? I think that's why some people like the the streaks Mm -hmm. because that's true, especially if they're not like an an overwhelming streak. Like, did you run a mile a day? Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we got a bunch of people that were like, as when January started, that was a big push of do something Mm -hmm. a day where you're actually recording a mile every single day. Yeah. Cool. And it's not insane to go out and get a mile every day. You could go out and walk a mile. You had that one where it could be in any form. You could Mm -hmm. run it, walk it, bike it, whatever it was. You just had to go physically get a mile that wasn't just like, well, over the course of the day, my watch said that I walked two and a half miles. No, it had to be with purpose. Yeah, a purposeful mile. Mm -hmm. And and that's a good one. And and that's a yes or no. You know, you, you did it or you didn't. And... And it's good. The The issue with that, uh, that I have sometimes with the binary and especially with the streaks is sometimes you get caught up that you have to always say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to say no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to get closer to your goal, if you want to always say, did I work out today? Yes or no? You could rephrase that. Did I treat my body correctly today? Ooh. You know? I like that. And sometimes the answer to did I treat my body correctly is yes, because I worked out. And mm-hmm. sometimes the answer is yes, because I didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same can go with nutrition, right? Completely. You know, like did, did I eat something green today? Like that's a great binary action. Yeah. Like, you know, did I avoid processed foods today? Oh man, I yes was going to say no. something green. I had that yellow and green gummy worm. Oh, good one, Kev. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my kids were eating them in class today. I'm like, (laughs) one, you can't eat in my class. And two, you should never eat that. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) So like Kevin's saying, though, you know, sometimes that answer should be no. Like sometimes it's okay if that answer is no. But it shouldn't all the time be no. Because there are times, we are real life runners, where sometimes higher priority items pop up like you today, like you were frustrated that you couldn't get your run in, but you had a lot of stuff pop into your day today. You had a pretty crazy afternoon. Yes. Yes. All sorts of things came in and they were higher priorities. Like there, and it, it put a lot of perspective on my life. Like I had to pick up a sub today because one of my coworkers literally had to head off to the hospital. Well, I could get all frustrated over that or I could be like, well, I'm not heading to the hospital. And it was really weird because there were kids in my class, like one of the kids in the class that I was subbing, he goes, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Like I've taught him multiple times and I taught his older sister. So like this kid's known me for years. He goes, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but, um, like, how's that like seizure thing going for you? Like he doesn't know exactly how to even phrase the question. So he just kind of like, how's that seizure thing going? (laughs) Like, um, good i don't yeah. know i'm not even sure what the answer to that question is i'm yeah. like um i haven't had one since 2017 and then i've made him feel real awkward i'm like actually the last time i had one i had run a marathon in january and then like a few weeks later i was subbing a fifth period class 
I'm sure it's totally going to be different today. And he got this like really like weird look on oh his my face. God, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> All right, but back to putting higher priorities. Um, one of the other things that came up was that my assistant coach couldn't come to track practice today. And my priority at track practice is not whether I get her to run or not. My priority is to try to get every kid there to improve on that day. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of bodies counting on me to help them get better, not to help me get better. That's not the point of practice. And that is a big priority for me is to help these kids improve themselves. And it was my job to make all of them. So they're all looking at me like, what are we going to do today? I'm like, this, this is how we're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. This is how everybody's going to get in what they need to get in. And I was not the high priority and it was a little frustrating, but I had already made that call. Mm-hmm. You know, I had figured out already that the track teams, their workout takes priority over mine in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's why I have that job. So, yes. you know, that was, that was an easy call. It was a little annoying, but you can't get frustrated. You've already made mm-hmm. the choice on your priorities. Right, exactly. So sometimes you need to realize that when you say yes to something, you are saying no to everything else, right? Because... You had to say no to yourself today in that situation because you needed to say yes to the track team. Right. And I mean, that's a big thing. People are like, oh, well, I just want to say yes to this and I want to help people out and I want to do that. But when you say yes to something, it's it means you said no to every other thing mm-hmm. for that moment. Mm. Like, because you're not doing seven different things simultaneously. Right. Your choice to do yes to that means no to whatever else you could be doing with that time. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking from like a nutrition perspective, you can't actually be eating two different foods simultaneously. So if you got your plate sitting there and you got like pizza on one side of it and you got a pile of veggies and a salad over on the other side, mm. if you start with pizza, you might get full before you make it to the other side of your plate. Mm-hmm. Or you could just put the veggies in the salad right on top of your pizza. Yeah, unless you're our kids. Oh my God, there's veggies on the pizza again. I mean, that's one of the best ways to eat veggies. Just put it on a pizza, right? <laughs> Hide it in some taco meat. Hide it in taco meat yeah. is by far the best way to eat veggies. Oh, for sure. Like, we've, we've been pulling that move since they were little. Yeah. I mean, you can put any veggie in it. Mm-hmm. You put Brussels sprouts in it. They don't even know. Oh, I know. That's the best. That's like, the funniest. The, when, we, when we told them that the first time, because, like, our kids in general are not fans of Brussels sprouts. And when we told them the first time we put it into the taco meat, we're like, you just ate Brussels sprouts. And they're like, what are you talking about? We didn't eat Brussels sprouts. We ate tacos. And I'm like, yep. And there were Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts in, in your tacos. <laughs> and frozen cauliflower rice. And you didn't taste it. <laughs> Hashtag parent win. Nailed it. But, uh, you know, there's, there's the, the choice aspect here of you can choose what it is that you want to eat. Because eating both of them simultaneously, sure. You could shove your salad on top of your pizza and take a bite. But a lot of people aren't doing that. They're going to have their piece of pepperoni pizza and then they'll be like, oh, I'm full. And the salad is still sitting there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the issue that mm-hmm. comes up. So you should. So you're telling me that we should eat dessert first all the time to make sure we get that in. Yes, yes. You should prioritize dessert first always. <laughs> let, let them eat cake. Let but them eat cake. it. Uh, there's a bigger picture here. Is if you're aiming for bigger nutritional, like I want to make good food choices, that doesn't mean you can't not have dessert. That just means your dessert can't fill you up and prevent you from eating the rest of the the meal sitting there. You just had like a double negative. You can't not eat dessert. Did I throw a negative? Yeah. In? doesn't you can have dessert you can have dessert yeah 
So, it, yeah, you said you can't not have dessert, so that's a double negative. So you did say you can have dessert. Yes, you can have dessert. <laughs> it just needs to fall into your overall healthy eating right. pattern. You can't eat the chocolate cake for the start of your meal. That's not an appetizer. <laughs> and then you're sitting there like, oh, I am so full. There's no way I can have steamed broccoli. Like, well, no, you can't because right. you ate an entire chocolate cake. Mm. But you could have something sweet before dinner. Sure, but is that moving you towards your health goals is kind of what we're right. getting at here. Like, where does that choice lie in the bigger picture of everything? And we believe that, you know, you're allowed to have whatever you want to eat. But just see how that fits in. Are you fueling yourself as a runner? Are you fueling yourself as an athlete? Like, is that the choice that you want to make? And sometimes the answer should be yes, and sometimes the answer should be no. Right. And that kind of goes back to the priorities of, yeah, sure, maybe that piece of candy, that, you know, random snack. I, the teacher's lounge is always full of goodies. We had teacher appreciation day last last week. There is literally a desk in the room that I sign in. The desk is 20 feet long. It had bagels from one end to the other without oh a Lord. break. Oh my God. It was just a wall of bagels when I walked in to sign in. It was There's like, just not that many teachers at your school. That was the thing. Every teacher could have eaten a dozen bagels that day, and I don't think that the table would have been emptied. Wow. Like, it was ridiculous, the overwhelm sitting there. And it's like, well, okay, you could have one of those, but where is that on your priority list? Mm -hmm. Like, sure, that's a nice temptation sitting there. Maybe you could, you know, you can pick up things over your your goal to exercise that day. Like, you want to go out with your friends, and that means that you're not going to be able to get in your run in that afternoon or evening or whatever it is. Cool, but eventually you have to actually focus in and be like, wait, where was that priority that I made? That's why even though we're focusing on what is literally just the next step, it goes back to that big goal at the beginning where you hit your priorities of, well, my priority is eating healthier. My priority is exercising with some consistency. So I'm just going to quickly sign my name and leave the room of, of bagels. And maybe I, I don't go out with my friends all the time because I need to get in my, my run that afternoon or whatever mm, it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that you know, choosing a binary action where the answer is yes or no is very helpful, especially at the beginning, right? Like when you are trying to establish these healthier habits and establish more consistency, did I do the thing? Yes or no? And it could be, you know, if you have a training plan that you're following, it could be, did I do my workout for today? Yes or no. It could be, did I eat something green today? It could be, you know, did I have my smoothie today? Like it depends on what your goals are and what it is that you'd like to accomplish. Did I get seven hours of sleep last night? I mean, that's a huge one. That's right a good there, one. Right? Yeah. And it's a simple number. That's easy. Like, like anything with numbers based is very easy. Like maybe if you want, like Kevin said, with the streaks and stuff, maybe it's a mile, maybe it's 10 minutes. Like maybe you, you ha want to go out and take a walk or a run for five minutes or 10 minutes, like whatever it might be, just something to move you forward toward that goal of consistency or getting on a plan or moving towards that race that you have planned, you know, six months from now, a year from now, whatever it might be. Right. You build the consistency by just literally taking one step and you know, okay, today I can get my mile or my two miles, my 10 mm -hmm. minutes, whatever that thing is that you're going for. And you just hit one step without looking towards, you know, it's, it just edged into February here. Don't look at a goal that you have in 2025 and be like, okay, this is what I need to do step by step to hit that goal. Mm -hmm. No, what do you need to do today? Yeah. You know, what do you need to do today that's going to be a good thing for you? Yeah. So if you're in our Real Life Runners 
Facebook group, um, do me a favor and actually let us know, you know, like let's create a thread there of binary actions that people want to do for the month of February. Like, do you have something in February that you want to start working towards, you know, and what step are you going to take? What is your binary action that you're either going to do or not do every single day? Nice. Yeah. And, and then the thing is that if the answer is sometimes no, it can be no. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a streak. And that's my issue with the streaks is people get so caught up in them yeah. that they're like, oh, I lost a streak and now it's over. No, it's not just start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be okay if you miss a day every once in a while. Right. And that's one of the nice things about like if, if you're doing something for like a month, then you can look back at the chart if you, you know, check it off or, or not check it off and see how many days did you actually accomplish that thing? Like did you do it every single day? And if not, like why didn't you? You know, did you get – 20 out of tw- out of 30, 25 out of 30, like how consistent were you? Yeah, because you can probably score in the in the mid to high 20s if it is a high priority. If it really matters for you, you can score in the mid to high 20s. Is it going to be a perfect month? Who knows? Because you never know all the details that can show up inside of somebody's life. Yeah. But if it's a high priority, there aren't going to be so many, half of the days of the month are not going to be like the house burning down catastrophe that you could not hit your basic primary, mm-hmm. like binary action. Yeah. And if it, if you don't hit half of the days, then you need to reevaluate if that's the right binary action for you to be doing. Right. Is, is that actually an important goal? Yeah. Like, is that something that means something to you? Because based off the results, it, it doesn't mean that much to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because you made other choices on more than half of the days of that month. Right. Right. So looking and then you can go back and figure out well, yeah. what what was the choice that I was making on those days? Why did I keep making that? Like, mm-hmm. are you are you in this like massive self-sabotage? Are you trying to prevent yourself from going and seeing? Are you putting these limiting beliefs on top of yourself? There's so it's that the snowball just starts going on that one. Yeah. I was ready to roll. But um, <laughs> No pun intended or pun intended. Yes. Snowball. Frozen. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> the next right. All right, so on to the recap. (laughs) All right, so if you want to move, if you want to actually take some action in your life, you have to take a a step. You have to actually do the next right thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's point one. You guys should have really seen the look of disdain he had on his face as he said that. All right, so if you want to move, you have to actually take a step. You can't move without stepping. Goals show you which direction to take that step, not step necessarily. Step by step. <laughs> Lord. Ooh, baby. Really? Yeah. New kids? New That's kids where we're on going? The block. Sorry, I totally distracted you. Back to what you were saying. Okay, so goals show you which direction to take your step, not necessarily what exact step it is, because your goal should be this big picture out there that says, all right, I'm aiming for that. That's, I think, where I'm going for, so I'm going to take this step. From your big goal, you make a plan. Because the plan creates the structure in the organization. Sometimes that plan gets a little too much and can get a little overwhelming, but it need, you need the structure and organization. That's what Angie's always telling me. I need more structure and organization. <laughs> Usually while looking at the dresser in our bedroom, you need more structure and organization. <laughs> Please clean off the top of your dresser and throw the receipts away, Kevin. <laughs> yes, generally. Structure and organization, it helps. It helps you figure out how to get from where you are towards your goal. All right, Too much too much structure, too much put into your plan, and you're paralyzed or frozen, if you will, <laughs> with uh, with confusion of what it is that you're supposed to do next. Okay, but really, once once you've made it to your goals and your priorities, just taking any step is going to be a good, consistent move. 
And the more you keep doing that, you wake up each day and you're like, okay, now what, what's my move today? And you take that move and you're farther. You wake up the next day, what's my move? And eventually you look back a month later and you're like, wow, look how far I went. Mm -hmm. And you could even go a little bit further and plan out your steps, right? Like, so you don't have to wake up every single day and say, okay, what's my move today? Because sometimes that gets overwhelming too. Mm -hmm. So when you make that goal, when you make that plan, then you have those steps all written out. And that, that's the whole idea of the reverse engineering. Like taking it from a really big goal and breaking it down into steps and then breaking those steps down into smaller steps and then breaking those down into smaller steps so that each of the steps that you have are these very small things that you can do one to three per day and then you know you're moving in the right direction. As long as you do those one to three things per day, you know you're going to get to that goal eventually. Right. So then you, you wake up and you're just checking them off. Like, yes, yep. I did this thing. Yep, exactly. All right, so that about wraps up what we have to say about taking action, you know, and, and especially the binary action that we talked about. Um, and that nicely leads us into one of our favorite segments, the runner of the week. It's my favorite segment because I get to do a drum roll. Go for it. <laughs> so this week's runner of the week um, is one of our current coaching clients, and she is absolutely awesome. We've been working with her for about a year now and seeing some of the transformation that she's made in her running has been awesome, but especially like in her mindset, in her general um, life. Right. Also. I mean, she was the kind of person that came in and, and was like, well, if I'm going to be a better runner, it's because the time on the clock keeps getting faster. Mm -hmm. And she's really transitioned into I'm a better runner because I'm just a better runner. I'm able to push and see what I've got. She's, mm -hmm. you know, she's one of those people who... If if she misses, she can come back and, and step back in the next day and yeah. step back in the day after that. Mm -hmm. Like she can keep the consistency going. Exactly. And even with that, like those times have come. Like she's dropped, you know, lots of time over the past year, which is great considering that she was coming off of having a, a baby when we first started working with her, you know, right. and trying to understand what it's like to kind of get back into running, get back your fitness after having a baby. Um that's a that's a totally different area of your life to be in, right? Like especially when we're, when you're not 20 years old anymore. Like when you're um, in your 30s and you had a baby, and now it's time to get back into running and get back into your fitness. Like things are a little different then, and um, it took her some time to kind of recognize that it's it, you can't just jump right back into everything. But once she did, she has really made some amazing accomplishments this year. Very much. Yeah. So our runner of the week this week is. Jenny Jarvis. Congratulations. Jenny ran a half marathon back in October and then just re recently ran the Fort Lauderdale half marathon a couple of weeks ago and she cut almost five minutes off of her time. So that's fantastic. That's awesome. And so when we contacted Jenny to let her know that we had chosen her to be runner of the week, she wrote back with this awesome message. Wow, it's awesome to be runner of the week. I've been running for most of my adult life and didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until having to do it while I served in the army. Thank you for your service. Yes, definitely. Running has become an important part of my self-care for which I can mentally reset and just focus myself for my day. I've had Kevin and Angie as coaches for a little over a year, and I love working with them and listening to the podcast. I feel that their podcasts always fit in with my running and thoughts that I've had that week. The biggest thing that they have helped me with is helping to take each race individually and not compare it to a previous best or a previous race. Despite being a runner for many years, 
They're always helping me recognize that progress doesn't always have to be measured by the time on the finish clock. Progress to me has been a mental improvement in my own perspective and my own mindset. They have helped me to have one of my most consistent years of running. I know with Kevin and Angie that I will eventually reach my crazy goal of obtaining a Boston qualifier. Yeah, you will. This community and the podcast are always so inspiring, and I love seeing everyone push each other. Thanks. Yes. So, Jenny, congratulations. Um, It's been such an honor to work with you over the past year. We absolutely have loved watching you and your running and everything you've accomplished this year, and we are also very excited to continue to work with you and help you achieve your goals for your running and your life. Yeah, everybody's off to Boston. Everybody's everybody's a BQ. (laughs) Woohoo! So, yeah. So, anyway, thank you, Jenny. Thank you guys for listening today. That pretty much wraps up what we've got for you. If you haven't yet, please go over to iTunes or whatever podcast player you like to listen to and leave us a review because those reviews really do help other people to find the podcast and grow our tribe of real life runners so if you wouldn't mind taking a couple minutes we would be so appreciative of you guys leaving us a review on itunes in fact if you're listening to this on the day it comes out on thursday it's Angie's birthday, and nothing says happy birthday like a podcast review. Yes, it's true. That would be a fantastic birthday present. So, yeah, leave us a review on iTunes in, in order to say happy birthday to me. There you go. <laughs> um, and as always, thank you so much for the time that you spend listening to us. We very much appreciate it. We appreciate you sharing us with your friends and spreading the word and just going out there every day and making yourself the best runner and the best person that you can be. So this has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 126. Now get out there and run your life.